avoiding climate breakdown will require cathedral thinking we must lay the foundation while we may not know exactly how to build the ceiling welcome back listeners to the new and final episode of talking climate change with yash negi this is episode number 44 arctic refugee drilling and this is the last episode of season 1 and i have very very much new episodes lined up for season 2 so stay tuned season 2 will be coming up very soon so without further ado let's begin and let's see what exactly is arctic refugee drilling so in order to understand the arctic refugee drilling let us first understand what is arctic and a little bit history of arctic drilling so the arctic is home to nearly 4 million people many of whom are descendants of indigenous communities who have lived in the far north for thousands of years the arctic also houses a diverse range of unique wildfire hundreds of seabird species millions of migrating birds and 17 different species of whale while experts believe that 90% of the world's narwhal population can be found in baffin bay alone mammals such as polar bear arctic foxes and various species of seal inhabit the arctic at different points throughout the year The Chukchi and Beaufort seas are home to a diverse array of marine life including salmon, walrus, seals, whales and waterfowl. Additionally, the Chukchi Sea is home to higher occurrence of benthic marine fauna. Scientific understanding of these ecosystems and the anthropogenic effects of them are both not yet sufficiently understood. The Arctic is estimated to hold the world's largest remaining untapped gas reserves and some of its largest undeveloped oil reserves the region above the arctic circle accounts for just 6% of earth's surface area it accounts for as much as 20% of the world's undiscovered but recoverable oil and natural gas resource large arctic oil and natural gas discoveries began in russia in 1962 with the discovery of the Tas Vosky field followed in 1967 by the discovery of the US Alaskan Prudhoe Bay field by 1975 five offshore wells have been drilled in Greenland by companies like Shell BP and Statoil with the aim of extracting oil and gas for commercial use so oil exploration began in the arctic almost a century ago long before the words climate and change were paired with human induced and the ushering in of a new geological epoch the anthropocene paradoxically even as the science emerged the world's reliance on oil grew globally we use about 35 billion barrels of oil each year the sea ice melts oil prices rise the sea ice melts oil prices for fall the sea ice melt there is an oil glut the sea ice melt there is an oil shortage and the sea ice melt creating better conditions for building remote oil platforms in the frigid waters and for land based drilling operation that can take advantage of newly thawed shipping routes to survey drill and eventually ship oil from the arctic's vast reserves estimated to contain some 90 billion barrels is a challenge remote locations on land and sea severe weather and stunted infrastructure 
translate into high cost. In 2015, Royal Dutch Shell abandoned its latest high-profile gambit to siphon the riches that lie beneath the seabed of Alaska's Arctic coast. Yet, in historical context and considering that Shell is still fighting to preserve its drilling rights in U.S. Arctic waters, the move looks like a mere setback. August 24, 1920. The first Arctic oil deposits are discovered on the Mackenzie River at Norman Wells, Northwest Territories. Late 50s and early 60s, British Petroleum BP becomes the first oil company to drill wells in the North Slope region of Alaska. All of the wells are dry. 1961, Alberta-based Dome Petroleum starts exploratory drilling on Melville Island in the Canadian Arctic. 1962, Russia makes its first major discovery of Arctic oil and gas near Tazvoskoi in the West Siberian oil field. March 1968, the United States announced a major oil discovery at Prudhoe Bay in Alaska North Slope. May 31, 1977, the Trans-Alaska Pipeline is completed and is ready to carry oil from Prudhoe Bay to Valdez, Alaska for shipping. March 24, 1989, the tanker Exxon Valdez runs aground. Its ruptured hull spills more than 40 million liters of oil into Alaska's Prince William Sound. 1989, Russia discovers the Prelazmonoi oil field in the Pechora Sea, south of the Arctic Ocean. September 8, 1994, a pipeline leak and subsequent dike failure spill at least 15 million liters, perhaps as much as 340 million liters of oil into the Kolva River, Russia. It is the sixth largest oil spill in history. Year 2000, oil is discovered in the Goliath field beneath the Barentes Sea in the Norway Arctic. February 6, 2008, Royal Dutch Shell buys US dollar 2.1 billion worth of oil leases in the Chukchi Sea from the US Bureau of Ocean Energy Management. The sale is challenged by the conservation community. January 31, 2012, Shell's Arctic drill, Barge Kuluk, operated by Noble Drilling LLC, runs ground in Alaska. April 10, 2013, Texas-based ConocoPhillips suspends its Alaskan offshore drilling plans. A Republican senator attributes this to an unacceptable level of uncertainty in regulation. September 28, 2015, Shell discontinues its Arctic exploration in the Chukchi and Beaufort seas, deeming it too expensive and risky at that time. Then in October 16, 2015, the US government announces that it has cancelled oil leases for 2016 and 2017 and that it would not extend current leases. Then in December 2015, Italian energy company any continues to face delays in starting oil production at the Goliath field in the Norway Barents Sea. Then on January 2021, President Donald Trump issues last-minute Arctic refugee drilling leases. The Trump administration said that, they, that it had issued drilling leases on more than 160,000 hectares of Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, which is ANWR, delivering on a promise to fossil fuel proponents on President Donald Trump's last full day in office. Former issuance of the leases by the U.S. Bureau 
of land management came a day before the inauguration of democratic president elect joe biden who has pledged to protect the 19.6 million acre which is 7.9 million hectare habitat for polar bears and caribou and to ban new oil and gas leasing on federal land the trump's administration plan to open up the refugee to oil and gas exploration is being challenged in court by environmentalists native american groups and democratic led states and several major banks have said they will not finance projects in the region then 5 days back president biden suspends drilling leases in arctic national wildlife Ref- refuge i will talk about that in a moment later today in alaska the vast majority of oil from the state's arctic region comes from onshore drilling wells most of the oil comes from the north slope referring to the land adjacent to the chukchi and before seas down to the brooks mountain range prudo bay oil field is the most productive of the areas in the north slope but various industries have leases all along the coastline currently the oil is brought to the subarctic via the trans alaska pipeline this pipeline starts at prudo bay and runs over 800 miles down through alaska to waldays where it is loaded onto ships for transportation to refineries outside of alaska oil production from wells on the north slope peaked in the late 1980s and has been steadily declining ever since this decline is due to many factors geophysical commercial and or political additionally reduced oil production on land spurs exploration that is riskier both for the environment and the corporate investment towards offshore reserves until very recently the arctic has been closed to offshore oil exploration and drilling because of sea ice with the changes in the arctic ocean before and the chukchi seas due to global climate change and the loss of sea ice corporations are able to extend their ice free season and find oil reserves in previously unknown location the us geological survey estimates that the area north of the arctic circle holds around 13% of the world's undiscovered oil and 30% of undiscovered natural gas of those resources 84% lie offshore the united states offshore claims only line the chukchi sea before sea and the part of the arctic ocean accessing these oil reserves will require oil rigs in marine environments but only in depths of around 150 feet of water for comparison the deep water horizon rig was drilling under about 5000 feet of water while the arctic environment provides many hazards the relatively shallow water depths allow for drill technology that has been in place for decades as i told earlier that on january 6th 2021 The US Bureau of Land Management plans to auction off leases for oil and gas development on more than 1 million acres of the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge in the northeast corner of Alaska. That same day Congress met to confirm the election of Joe Biden as President of the United States opposes drilling in the refuge. So it is created in 1960 by President Dwight D Eisenhower and expanded in 1980 by President Jimmy Carter. ANWR is the largest intact wilderness ecosystem in the United States. The 40-year battle is over its coastal plain, which may conceal billions of barrels of oil. 
but is also what environmental advocates call the refugee biological heart a breeding ground for caribou and polar bears as well as important habitat for more than 200 other species including snow geese and many other migratory birds the arctic ocean is warming rapidly altering ecosystems and exposing marine life and local communities to increasing threats including offshore oil and gas drilling the vast size remote location and extreme weather condition combined with the complete lack of infrastructure for responsible to oil spill making drilling in the arctic ocean extremely dangerous our ability to respond to emergencies and oil spills is severely limited broken ice and other severe weather conditions in the arctic could make any large oil spill or well blowout catastrophic for the amazing life in the area allowing drilling in the arctic ocean would add a new environmental stressors from pollution to noise and other forms of disturbance to marine wildlife that are already feeling the brunt of warming sea and air temperatures while new drilling in the us arctic waters are no longer in immediate risk without permanent protections these waters remains vulnerable in january of this year the biden administration revoked an executive order made in 2017 that attempted to open up us arctic waters to new drilling activities the move by the incoming administration was in line with the march 2019 ruling from the us district court for the district of alaska that the obama era protection should remain in place this week the ninth circuit upheld the lower court's ruling oil and gas drilling contributes to climate change and threatens wildlife and communities the court's decision to uphold the ban on oil and gas leasing in the arctic ocean gets us one step closer to permanent protection we need to drill less not more said by margaret williams managing director of the wwf us arctic program president joe biden signed an executive order to halt new arctic drilling on his first day in office biden subsequently suspended oil drilling leases in the arctic national wildlife refuge in june 2021 president biden believes america's national treasures are cultural and economic cornerstones of our country white house national climate advisor gina mccarthy said in a statement former president barack obama also opposed drilling in the arctic refuge in a league of conservation voters questionnaire obama said and i quote I strongly reject drilling in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge because it would irreversibly damage a protected national wildlife refuge without creating sufficient oil supplies to a meaningful affect the global market price or have a dissemble impact on US energy security. Senator John McCain while running for the 2008 Republican presidential nomination said and I quote as far as ANWR is concerned I don't want to drill in the Grand Canyon and I don't want to drill in the Everglades. This is one of the most pristine and beautiful parts of the world. In 2008, the US Department of Energy reported uncertainties about the USGS oil estimates for ANWR and the projected effects on oil price and supplies. There is a little direct knowledge regarding the petroleum geology of the ANWR region. ANWR oil production is not projected to have a large impact on world oil prices 
Additional oil production resulting from the opening of ANWR would be only a small portion of total world oil production and would likely to be offset in part of somewhat lower production outside the United States. President Biden may be forced to hold a new lease sale for oil drilling in the pristine Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. Despite his vows to slash fossil fuel pollution and his action this week to suspend Arctic drilling leases that had been awarded in the final days of the Trump administration, a law passed by the Republican-controlled Congress in 2017 requires the president to hold two lease sales in the refugee before the end of 2024. President Donald Trump held the first. Now, legal experts say that Biden administration could be locked into holding a second sale. The 2017 law was a major achievement for Mr. Trump, who sought to permanently open up millions of acres of public lands to oil and gas drilling, including the coastal plain of the Alaskan refugee. About 1.5 million acres along, along the Arctic Ocean that are thought to overlie enormous oil reserves. The refugee is one of the last remaining stretches of untouched wilderness in the United States, home to migrating caribou, birds and polar bear. Until that law was passed, the fate of the refugee had depended on which political party controlled the White House and the Congress. Republicans wanted to allow drilling, while Democrats wanted to keep the area off limits. But the 2017 legislation, which was mostly focused on rewriting the corporate tax code, lifted a decades-old ban and oil development in the refugee and included the two-auction requirement, the second of which had to be held within seven years of passage of the law or by the late December of 2024. That language was seen as a way to bind whoever was in the White House at that point, either Mr. Trump or as it turned out Mr. Biden, into continuing to move forward with oil development in the refugee. Now, Mr. Biden, who has set forth the most ambitious climate change agenda of any president and wants to drastically cut fossil fuel use and emission, is legally on the hook to advance a plan to allow more Arctic drilling. The step coming just days after the Justice Department defended another drilling project on Alaska's North Slope underscores the balancing act the new administration aims to strike as it slows fossil fuel development on public land. While Biden has paused new federal oil and gas leasing and pledged to drastically cut the nation's greenhouse gas emission, he has taken a much more cautious approach towards most oil and gas operation approved under his predecessor. Last week, Justice Department attorneys filed a brief, filled a brief defending ConocoPhillips Willow Project, an oil reservoir on the National Petroleum Reserve, Alaska, that could hold up to 300 million barrels of oil. The administration also has defended the Trump administration's decision to issue oil and gas leases in Wyoming and declined to press for the shutdown of the Dakota Access Pipeline, a project Haaland protested while serving in Congress. But Tuesday's move signaled that the new administration was willing to take aggressive action in an area that has been a rallying cry for environmentalists for decades. Last month, the world's leading energy agency warned that governments around the globe must stop approving fossil fuel projects now if they want to prevent the pollution they produce from driving average global temperatures about 2 degrees Celsius compared with pre-industrial levels. That is a threshold beyond which scientists say the earth will experience irreversible damage. Oil industry leaders also criticized the 
Biden administration's decision and insisted that the wildlife refuge could be developed in an environmentally responsible manner. But when Trump offered land up for drilling this year, few jumped at the chance. The January 6th sale of 11 tracts in the refuge on just over 550,000 acres net roughly $14.4 million, a tiny fraction of what Republicans initially predicted it would yield. Only two of the bids were competitive, so nearly all of the drilling rights on the land sold for the minimum price of $25 an acre. Many major banks in the United States and Canada under pressure from indigenous and environmental activists announced that they would not finance any project on the refugee. Low oil price coupled with the prospect of a public backlash meant that no major oil companies bid on leases. The Trump administration's actions on the leasing program are the subject of four lawsuits brought by environmentalists, Alaska Native groups and some state attorney general. The lawsuits are still pending in federal district court in Alaska, but have been stayed for several months as the Biden administration reviews the program, said Brooke Brisson, a senior staff attorney with the Trustees for Alaska, a non-profit public interest law firm that is representing the groups. The 2017 law mandated that each lease sale included at least 400,000 acres of the coastal plain. It also required that those areas that have the highest potential for the discovery of hydrocarbons be offered for sale. But understanding of the potential for oil development in the refugees limited. A single exploratory well was drilled decades ago. According to a New York Times investigation, suggested that it was a disappointment. A seismic survey conducted in the 1980s offered only limited information about potential oil reserves and plans in recent years for a new, more precise survey using improved technology have been consistently derailed. The Biden administration is allowing drilling to proceed under Trump-era leases in other zones along Alaska's north coast and on public lands elsewhere around the country. There is good reason for a moderate approach. The world economy will need oil for years to come, even with strong climate change policies in place. But it will not need every last drop still in the ground, unless humanity decides to fry the planet. The United States and the world can afford to leave this stretch of wilderness alone. So this brings us to the end of this episode of the podcast of Season 1 of Talking Climate Change with Yashnagi. This is the last episode of Season 1. And thank you so much folks for giving your valuable time to listen to my podcast it really means a lot to me keep supporting keep sharing the content and i will catch you guys up in the next season and the new episode of talking climate change with yashnegi thank you very much